Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 317 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about the fact that our kids are home for the holidays. We're going to talk a little bit more about Coach Mike Leach. We're going to talk about basketball season, just all sorts of things. If you have not yet joined us on Patreon, we would love for you to do that. We have a recent episode that's a Q&A for our $8 subscribers. We videoed that. And then we also have a recent episode for all of our Patreon subscribers on marriage, which is not something we talk about a ton, but it was so fun to reflect because we've both been married for 25 years this year. It's hard to believe. Anyway, that's at patreon.com slash big boo. And if you would love to see some of the things that we love and love to use, check out our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash big boo. All righty, here we go with episode 317. Hey, everybody, this is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Well, we are back in the thick of it with the college children. We are. Listen, they're home. They have, uh, Caroline, for one, should be very well rested based yes. on the amount of time that she spent sleeping. Yes. The the whole back home ballers sketch yeah. from SNL comes to mind. <laughs> it really bowls, does. Bowls, all types of bowls. Um, yep. I mean, man, yep. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Caroline pulled in. So she had told us she was going to come home. So last Wednesday, she was like, that was, she'd had her last final on Tuesday. She's like, I'm going to come home Wednesday. I said, great. And I said, I'm going to make a roast because she loves my roast. And I was like, I'm going to make a roast. I said, so just plan on dinner here. And she said, that sounds delicious, whatever. And then she texted me at 430 to say, I'm leaving college station. So at that point I was like, so it's going to be about eight before we eat. (laughs) And it was about 8.30 before she got home because, you know, because it, traffic and everything else. Because when you leave at 4.30, you hit traffic and all of that. So it's a different kind of ride home. And then we decided Perry and I were going to help her unload her car. And I'm going to say, you have never seen somebody who just apparently just threw stuff into mm. her car. You mm-hmm. know, just yeah. when I when I unloaded her fourth bag of shoes, I was right. like, well, I can tell we're home for a month. And she is her mother's daughter. I'll give her that, you know? So anyway, it has just been, and then I looked and I really, at one point wanted to, and because she was living, still living out of her suitcase until yesterday when I finally was like, Hey, why don't we unpack all this? Like hang some stuff up, like put some stuff in drawers. Cause you're going to be here till like January 15th. And then the, and then the bathroom countertop situation. Mm -hmm. You know, and Gully mocked me one time when Caroline was in high school. She said, I'm going to say if one of your biggest parenting problems is that she leaves the lid off all her products in the bathroom, that's not a real problem. But I was like, I just forget that products cover every inch of that bathroom countertop when she's right. It's a lot right. of product. Mm-hmm. But there again, her mother's daughter. But now I put mine up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So uh, it's mm-hmm. just an adjustment. It's an yes. adjustment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Alex got home. 
earlier than we thought on Thursday. He got home Thursday morning and I went outside. He was bringing his stuff in and I went outside to see if I could help. David was on a call and I looked and I realized that he brought the futon that he and Jackson have in their room. He brought that home. Mm -hmm. Of course he did. He so there was this you know big thing in the back of his car, and so we got that inside, and surprisingly, it's in really good shape. I mean, it looks oh, that's good. It looks pretty pristine because he says mm-hmm. they don't eat on it. They have they eat on the floor. Uh, which well, they've which, got standards. So if they've got standards in the college dorm, tells me that rug that I bought is really going to go straight <laughs> to the dump at the end of the year. But <laughs> anyway, he brought the futon home. And he's actually going to work today. So he's, okay. he's, he's, he's back into his routine. But what I wanted to tell you is that on Friday, you know, I knew he would sleep late. I knew he would, he would probably sleep until 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was 12 and then it was 1230 and then it was one. I I had lunch with somebody. And so I ran a few errands, came home. He was still asleep. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have you know that he slept until five in the afternoon. Oh, God, that feels right. And only then, because David w- went in his room and said, hey, it's mm-hmm. five in the afternoon. Yeah. And so he got up. I mean, I was like, because Casey was like, he's going to be like a, a toddler, like his days and his nights are going to m- get mixed up. Yeah. And David went in and was like, you know that we're going to Mississippi in the morning. Like somehow you've got to turn around a whole sleep cycle. Yeah. And, and the next... 14 hours. Yeah. And he he just said, I, I think I didn't know how tired I was. I didn't uh-huh. sleep much this past week. Mm-hmm. So he said, I woke up at 11 to do my work schedule. And then I just went back to sleep clearly because it was five in the afternoon. So I feel like now in the day since then, if it gets to be one and he's not yeah. up, I, I go say, hey, I think yeah. I think this is enough. Yeah. Time to get going. Time mm-hmm. to look alive. I know Caroline slept. I think we didn't see her until about two that first day. And then when she came out, I was like, well, good morning. She goes, well, I've actually been awake since like 1230. I just okay. was laying in bed. So, mm-hmm. and then that night we crack a light. Get- she got but up at yes. the crack of light. Uh-huh. Yes. But listen, they are, there's no tired, like the coming home from college tired. No. Like they've just been running on fumes and good times. You know yes. what I mean? Like just. Yes. It's something else. So really anyway, is. I think this work situation this week will probably help things get a little bit back to normal, uh-huh. but uh, you just forget. And I remember sleeping like that when I went home for college. Oh yeah. I could not do it at this stage in my life. I would have such a screaming headache uh-huh. if I stayed in bed that long. You know, yeah. if I slept that long, I can't even imagine how I would feel, but I do remember being that tired. And I remember being impressed with myself with how long I could sleep back then. So yeah, yeah, it's a whole different and I will say that I've okay, so Caroline got home Wednesday, Perry left to go to the ranch for a weekend on Friday. So he's been gone since Friday. Um, And so Caroline and I, I will say, you know, when it's just the two of us left (laughs) our own devices, this whole deal, it turns into a sorority house real fast, is what I'm saying. So we stayed up was it Friday night? 
I think it was Friday night. We stayed up and watched. We were both real behind on Yellowstone. So we, I think we watched three episodes of Yellowstone and we watched the newest Little Women because we wanted to, we hadn't seen it since we saw it in the theaters. So we kind of wanted to check it out. Okay. And so we watched that. And so I will tell you that I slept till 11 on Saturday morning because we well were up done. to like, well, we were up to like 2.30 or 3. And mm-hmm. I was like, look how quick I adapt back to this schedule. Right. Staying up so late. Because when she's gone, on. I mean, I'm if I'm up till midnight, that's late. And like last night, I started texting you about podcast stuff. And I looked and I was like, well, it's 1230. I've lost all sense of time. I'm Jackie Gordon. Yes. I know. And I went to bed last night. I was up pretty late last night. But my phone, you know, goes on silent at nine. So I have if I'm if I see a text, it's because I go look for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not because it tells me I have one. So yeah, yeah. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories. The ones you love to hear, the ones you've heard too many times. But have you ever wished that there was a way to help your loved ones document those timeless stories in a way that you can keep them forever? It can be so challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the farthest you've traveled? Or what's your favorite memory from second grade? And then all they have to do is reply with a story. Then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even any photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. I love this because it becomes something that I can hand down to Caroline, she can pass down to her kids, and it just keeps family memories and family stories alive in a way that has always been hard to do before. Millions of stories have been told already with StoryWorth because it makes the process so simple. You can get started with your loved one this holiday season, and before you know it, you'll both be cherishing timeless stories for generations to come. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash bigboo today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash bigboo to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash bigboo. Thursday night, I do have to say, Thursday night before Perry left, we went to go see, Perry had been dying to see since he saw the previews, the movie Violent Night. Listen, both the both the men in this house have seen that movie. Both of them. And did they, they both love it? Night. Did they love oh, it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. It's, and Alex said, it's real violent, so Like, it's, it's real violent. And I said, I think Melanie went with Perry and Caroline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then David went last night with with a couple of guys to mm-hmm. see it and and came back and said, you know, it was fun. And I thought yeah. I think of all the adjectives I might use to describe that movie, fun wouldn't probably be one of them. But it okay. really in a weird way, like I will say this. So we wanted to go see it at Alamo Draft House. And one of the things I love about Alamo Draft House is before the movie starts, they always run, they have their own like pre-show entertainment that's always Mm -hmm. like kind of some sort of um it's something that's in the same genre of the movie that you're about to be seeing you know what I mean so it's some sort of kitschy something and so for this they were showing like bad Santas from movies past and it was this whole montage 
And so before the movie started, I'm going to say there it was from some movie called Silent Night, Deadly Night that apparently came out in 1989 that I didn't see because I don't see horror movies. <laughs> but it basically was a bad Santa who impaled a guy, picked him up and impaled him on like a deer mount that was hanging on the wall. You know what I mean? Like, and you didn't really see it. You saw the shadow of it. And mm -hmm. I was so horrified. And what I didn't know at that point was that was the least violent thing I was about to see that uh, evening. Deck the halls, everyone. Listen. It was so gory. It was so violent. But yet, <laughs> I will say, it was kind of a, it was kind of, it was a good story. Like, it really was. Like, Okay. I know. It really, like, it was a cross between Die Hard and Home Alone. Okay. But a much more violent version. Yes. Alex told me about some of the Home Alone parallels. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I'm just going to say it, you know, was it appropriate for the children? Absolutely not. Was it full of profanity? Like one of my friends actually texted me and said, hey, my 12-year-old is dying to see it. She was like, tell me what you think. And I said, it was horrifically violent and gory. And I said, it had tons of profanity. Right. And she was like, well, that just sounds like another day of junior high. And I said, well, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Yes. But listen, watching Perry and Caroline watch that movie, made, that made it for me because they were so delighted. They were so delighted by all the violence and the horrific things that went on and different lines in the movie. And so I was like, you know, this is where I'm going to have to find my joy and I'll watch little women at some other point on my own time. Right. Right. You got to mix it up. You got to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's that. It's been almost a week since, well, it has been a week since we recorded last time. And when we recorded last time, we did not know exactly what was going to happen um, in the situation with Mississippi State's football coach with Mike Leach yes. because he was in the hospital and it was all kind of up in the air. And then the day after we recorded, they reported that he had passed away. And so mm. we were able to record a new little introduction for the podcast last week, but we didn't really get to talk about it. And I, it's the most surreal thing still. It's yeah. just, it's so strange to me yeah. that, that, here's where we are that it just it, it it boggles the mind how things how quickly things shift and so yeah. still just heartbroken about it it is and it's hard to imagine like it just feels weird that I'm like all of a sudden we live in a football world that does not include Mike Leach you know, know. like just and I've loved seeing there have been so many great like montages of his best moments and his best quotes and just people talking about just the nicest tributes like it really is one of those where you're like, well, he was maybe one of the most beloved characters in college football across the board. Like, all you hear is what a great guy he was, how he revolutionized the game, how he changed the way people thought, how intellectual he was. And just, I don't know, he was just a treasure. And it's just yes. hard to believe he's gone. I know. Dave Emmerich, who is actually the guy who arranged for us to have Mike Leach on the podcast. And Dave... Yeah is at USC now. So he left Mississippi State at, towards the beginning of this football season. Anyway, he posted all week on Twitter just where things he typed out in his notes because he worked uh -huh. with Coach Leach for over 20 years. Wow. And so just the funniest stories of, you know, being in different situations with Coach Leach about how you never knew how long something was going to take, how he was never on time. He, you know, he could, he would go to bed when most people were waking up, just all those kinds of things. Uh -huh. And 
and really, you know, things like how he went to Matthew McConaughey's wedding and yeah, like he had all these and how he said he probably wouldn't get to see Matthew McConaughey that much at the wedding, and he, but he would get to see Rooster. And Dave okay. was like, who is Rooster? And he was like, oh, it's his brother. Like, okay. he just he just knows the whole family, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I, we saw my brother-in-law, Scott, this past weekend, and we were talking about it. He said, I just think probably to some degree as state fans, we didn't even really appreciate what we had in him, you know, because yeah. I think... There's there's so much behind the scenes that you know mm-hmm. he he never talked about and just seemed really content to um kind of be where his feet were, but yeah. had lived all this life. Yeah, you know, and it was it was really sweet to see how former players came out and talked about him to see just different places where the pirate flag showed up and one of his Washington state players carried it out on the field in an NFL game this past weekend. I don't know. It just, I don't know that we'll see somebody quite that beloved again, you know, for all the reasons that he was golly, the way that he engaged with people and Mm -hmm. just operated without any pretense at all. And was so curious and so interested in people and yeah. I love seeing those stories crop up this past week. Just, yeah. man, what a legacy. Yeah. What a legacy. Yeah, I loved, somebody sent me, or a couple of different people sent me that apparently Kyle Field on our huge scoreboard, they put up a thing of Mike Leach and just a tribute to him. And, um, you know, and it's the whole thing of, I mean, I feel like pretty much any time we played a Mike Leach coach team, we lost, but I... <laughs> You got to respect him. Listen, <laughs> I loved, I think it was on one of the ESPNs last Wednesday or Thursday, they did like just all day, they ran his best and biggest games. Mm, I love that. And so you had the tech game against Texas. Yeah. That was, you know, probably yeah. the biggest win of his career. Mm-hmm. And then that first game that Mississippi State played with him as the head coach, where we played LSU and KJ Costello was our quarterback. And it was the first game, like post quarantine. I, you know, you kind of forget. Like, yeah. so there were about five people in the LSU stands because that's all that were allowed in the stands. And they uh-huh. have all, all those, all those, you know, how people bought the like standy things of their oh, pictures. Yeah. To, remember all that? Yeah. Oh, it feels like weird. forever ago. But uh-huh. I got so tickled. And uh-huh. Alan was like, oh, so remember, we thought we were going to be real good after this game. Like, uh-huh. yeah, thought because we put it to LSU the year after they won the national championship, like we were uh-huh. really going to be something and then not so much. But it was just really sweet to to be able to kind of relive some of those big moments in his career. Yeah, yeah, I know. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. One of the things that this time of year highlights to me is how hard it can be to find the perfect gift. But here's something that I think is universally crowd-pleasing, clean skincare and body care gift sets. It's something that we all love, but a lot of times we don't buy for ourselves. And that's why I love Osea. Osea is a California-based skincare and body care brand that's been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years. They use seaweed as their hero ingredient because it's nutrient-rich superfood with endless benefits, including anti-aging and moisturization. I can say that nothing moisturizes my skin like Osea products. They are clinically proven to work. They're climate neutral certified, so they make amazing gifts for everyone on your list. 
I love their anti-aging moisturizer. I love their body oil. I love their body butter. They are just so rich and they smell so good. And I love that they are clean and easy products to use. And I love that they have the Best Seller Minis collection. It's a great gift option because it has everything. It's a six-piece set of luxurious skin and body care favorites and a convenient and adorable travel size, which is so perfect. It's a complete glow up from head to toe. It's got their three best-selling face products, the Ocean Cleanser, the Hyaluronic Sea Serum, and the Seabiotic Water Cream, and then three of their best-selling body moisturizers, including their TikTok famous Andaria Algae Body Oil that I love. It's packaged in a beautiful box, it's easy to gift wrap, but with packaging this pretty, you can even skip the wrapping. All of Osea's products are clean, they're clinically proven, they're consumer tested. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's Best Seller Minis Collection. Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code BIGBOO at OseaMalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, promo code BIGBOO. So, and now y'all have hired your defensive coordinator is that correct Zach Barnett who is our defensive coordinator and just by all accounts just a really effective leader with those guys and I I didn't see a single negative take on that love that this past week because um I think he had I mean he's been defensive coordinator for a couple of years there was even a whole story that that about when Leach interviewed him to be defensive coordinator and how that Mm -hmm. conversation went on for some hours Mm -hmm. and started in a little diner somewhere in North Mississippi you know and kind of extended Mm -hmm. into the evening but um he's young he's just 36 he has a couple of small kids and I think it's just really good continuity and stability for the program here, you know, just yeah. in this really unexpected place that they find themselves. And um, so like y'all, the the big the big piece of that puzzle is going to be who ends up being offensive coordinator. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm we're sure still he's... we're still waiting to find out. We, okay. All right. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I will say to my great relief that Bobby Petrino has been hired at UNLV. So it will not be Bobby Petrino. Okay. Okay. So I don't have to, you know, Mm -hmm. that was where I was going to be with that. Um, Billy Luigi said this weekend that there's a third unexpected candidate that people would be excited about. And that may happen. I, you know, at this point, I don't even know. I feel like I'm at the point where if they said it's going to be Bill Jones, I'd be like, great. Welcome, Bill. Welcome, Bill. Welcome, Coach Jones. What have you done? I don't know. Could you be worse? Probably not. So, you know, like, let's just, it just is what it is. I'm just. Well, I feel like whoever they hire, there there are going to be two Uh facets to that job. One is going to be the actual offensive coordination, right? One's going to be developing like a personality and a strategy for implementing that personality and all that kind of stuff. The other is going to be convincing Jimbo to to let go of those reins you know yeah because yeah he's, yeah. he's yeah. gonna I feel like he's gonna have a lot of mm-hmm. feelings about it and so I think this is a have to do not necessarily mm-hmm. a want to do mm-hmm. so I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know there 
He's going to say, Jimbo, if you'd turn to page 774 of your playbook, what you're going to see is. Well, our friend Catherine sent us an article from ESPN. I can't remember who wrote it about how Mike Leach scoffed at the guys who had Cheesecake Factory menus. And and, and well, we wondered if that was a little Jimbo Fisher shade. I mean, I. I think it has to be. I mean, who else is on the sidelines with that many pages? That thing has an Nobody. index. You know what I mean? It does. Uh-huh. 100%. And I mean, he's rifling through that thing. And that's the thing that drives me crazy is every game he's looking at it like he's never seen it before. And I'm like, <laughs> this isn't the time. This isn't the time. The time was yesterday to mm-hmm. figure out what plays you were running. And this doesn't feel like the time. So. Right. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I don't know. We're 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 currently winning at the amount of players in the transfer portal. So that's a way. I know. know. But none of our starters. So, you know, I don't know. I just I think there's a whole thing. And Billy Luchi wrote this on Texas, and I agree with him that I do think and take AM out of it. Like I just think between the transfer portal and the NIL and you've got a new person that's come in now to be part of the NCAA, the yes. new leader. And I'm like, we, y'all, we got to get a hold of some things yeah. or we're going to permanently ruin college football. Yeah. Like the college football that we love is going to cease to exist. And we need to mm-hmm. cap some things. We need to make some universal rules. We need to protect these kids. Like Absolutely. We need to protect these kids. Yeah. And somebody made a comment the other day that it was like, so you have all these kids who didn't get a starting position. And so now their thing is they're just going to transfer somewhere else. And you're like, are we are we teaching people that we can't fail? Because sometimes you have to fail and then you have to try harder to like earn your starting position. You just don't go to a new school because right. that's not going to really work out either. I just I think I think there are a lot of things that are really broken that need to be fixed. And it bothers me. Yeah, uh, Nick Griffin, who was a running back at State several years ago. Now he's a, a coach on the high school level, but I love following him on Twitter just for his reactions to things about college football and for his thoughts mm-hmm. about college football. And one of the things that he said was like, "Hey, if you transfer four times in four years, yeah. it's not." It, this is a paraphrase, but essentially, it's not the coaches that are the issue. And yeah, and like at some point, you gotta you gotta stick with a place long enough to grow. You yeah. know, you can't if you just if you just keep uprooting and moving, you never get a chance. Uh-uh. really put down some roots and grow and yeah it may not be just growing and listen I, I have a lot of thoughts about this but it may not just be growing in terms of your playing time it may yeah. be matters of you know just like your your character and yeah. some lessons that'll pay off long term and there's a fine line in there because I'm always super mindful that you know there are there are institutions and entities that make millions of dollars mm-hmm. off of kids playing college football. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a deal, but yeah. by the same token, like there's got to be better guidance and wisdom within this new system as it pertains to transferring. And as it pertains to NIL stuff that protects the integrity of these kids long term it just feels like it's it's a little um it's like it's spinning out of control a little bit with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep you can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit tis the season for saving money wherever we can and hello fresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25 percent less expensive than takeout So you can use those savings for holiday gifts or to treat yourself or just to save money. 
HelloFresh can help you eat better amid all the holiday temptations. Their meals have 20% fewer calories than takeout, so you can still have full flavor just without the guilt. And HelloFresh's Festive Eats makes mealtime a snap. You can choose from holiday-inspired dinner recipes, seasonal add-ons, or even a three-course offering, all designed to make holiday meals extra yummy and easier than ever. And if you're traveling over the holidays, HelloFresh has plans that work with your schedule. You can change your preferences, your delivery day, and your address in just a few clicks. I am using HelloFresh this holiday season because I don't want to go to the grocery store any more than necessary, and I just want quick, easy meals that I don't have to think about and spend a lot of time in the kitchen when we're in the middle of a lot of other fun stuff. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BigBoo18 and use code BigBoo18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash BigBoo18 and use code BigBoo18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. You'll see why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Now, I will say I watched this past weekend, I watched a lot of college basketball. I really have okay. over the last couple of weeks. I watched a lot of college, college basketball. I watched y'all's women play yesterday against uh-huh. SMU. Y'all won. Yeah, we did. Um, I watched South Carolina play. I, I've just, I've watched a ton of basketball, but Mississippi State, and see, I even hesitate to mention this what? Because, <laughs> because I'm a state fan and it feels like, just don't say it out loud. I know, but, but our men's team is it. undefeated right now. Mm, so we have, so we're yeah. number 15 in the AP poll as of today. Wow. Which is really not a place where we've found ourselves the last few yes. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a it's a new situation for us, and they're so fun to watch. But conference play is going to be a whole different deal, of course. When we have to play Alabama, and we have to play Kentucky, and we have to play mm-hmm. y'all, and we have to play Ole Miss. But I've I've been surprised by how easily the 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 part of my personality that used to go sit at basketball practice when I was in college to do my homework. Mm-hmm. How I just I, listen. I've just I've slipped that side of myself right back on. Just like okay, I never left it. I, I've so enjoyed it. I have so okay, enjoyed I love the college that. basketball. So anyway, that's just a okay. just a brief aside. And the, the the women and the men. It's been so fun to watch. And so states women play. I can't remember if it's tonight or tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night. But um, I don't know. It's been just such a nice. I guess transition out of football into college basketball. And then you know what that means what's next is baseball. Oh, listen, I baseball, I feel like is where a lot of my hopes and dreams currently <laughs> lie. You need some redemption. Uh-huh. I do. I feel like I need, I am ready. I am excited. I feel like I'm already tentatively planning out my weekends that I will be there. Um I love you know, that. Listen, I can't, it feels like, it feels like what my, my Aggie soul and heart is going to need after what was a suboptimal football season, yes. you know? So I'm very excited about that. You know, that after coach Leach died last week and after they announced that there was going to be a memorial service, it's tomorrow, Tuesday in Starkville. Mm-hmm. And Alex had texted it to me and I thought, you know, we didn't know what his work schedule would be this week or whatever. But yeah. I figured probably it would not be anything that he would be able to do because of work. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of started thinking that morning. I was like, you know what we should do? We should go to the ball game. We should just, we should, because you know, they're playing it mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay Stadium. There's a pirate ship there. Like, yes. it's just, you know, it just, it's yeah, weird it feels, almost yeah. when you think about that. And so I 
came home that morning from Pilates and I told David, I said, I'm kind of thinking about the bowl game. And he was like, I bless your efforts. I have no desire to go. You know, he would yeah. so much rather watch a football game on television than in yeah. person. Oh, and yeah, so I, I did. I got, I got us, uh, like I promised in 15 minutes, I'd gotten plane tickets. I texted Emma Kate and said, where are y'all staying in Tampa? And I got bowl game tickets. And so the Alex and I are going to go with my sister just for so fun. a really quick trip. And I'm super excited that part of our Christmas break will have a sports event connected to it. Cause you know, those are just my yes. favorites. Now, I don't know how the Bulldogs will do. I don't have really any expectations about the game. I know that's going to be emotional. And so you uh-huh. don't necessarily know how that will play out, but yeah. I do think it'll be fun. Oh, especially sure. in light of the sadness of this last week to be in the company of a lot of bulldogs. So mm-hmm. we told Alex that we, that was going to be part of his Christmas just because he needed to know that for his, for planning for the break. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So was so he the, excited? Oh my gosh. He's so excited. I, oh, that's so fun. I texted him and just said, Hey, when you get a chance, call me because this was before he was home for the break. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I said, Hey, I'm just going to send you three quick texts. If you'll just watch your phone as they come in. And so I screenshot the airline confirmation, the ticket confirmation and the hotel confirmation and sent them at the same time. Aww. And he was in the room with, with Jackson, they were getting ready to go somewhere. And all of a sudden he went, let's go. Like, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> excited so i love it it'll be fun it'll be fun that is super fun that is super fun now what now y'all went to mississippi for the weekend is that correct we went to mississippi on saturday we could we didn't Uh have hazel assistance on saturday so we only went for the day and um we went that morning and then came back that evening but we had lunch with martha and scott and ray's with david's brother and our sister-in-law and then um listen martha had on a magenta colored sweater set that would have made you so happy yeah she did it was so pretty on her for one thing that color uh-huh. was gorgeous on her but and it was not even three-quarter sleeve it was a full sleeve but it, oh, was, a, wow. it was a little chilling and uh-huh. so anyway we had said we'll pick up lunch on the way in and we didn't really know what we were going to do or what we would uh-huh. pick up but on the way there, David said, what about Cracker Barrel? And I was like, what about Cracker Barrel? And he was like, is there some way we can order? Like, we don't ever go to Cracker Barrel. But, you know, it's kind of home cooking and it seemed like something yeah. Martha would enjoy. I'm going to, this is a, a word of of information for our listeners who probably already know yeah. this, but just in case. So I said, well, let me see what their app does. And so I downloaded the Cracker Barrel app. And on the Cracker Barrel app, you can order family meals. Oh, you're kidding. No. And on this, listen to this. You can order fried chicken without the bone, not chicken tenders, but a chicken breast without the bone in, which David. Oh my goodness. I know. And it was delicious. And so we got the, the fried chicken, like the fried chicken fillets, or you can get chicken Mm -hmm. tenders or they have all kinds of different things. And then we got green beans and we got hashed potato casserole and I got Martha some some fried apples because she loves fried apples. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we just kind of got an assortment of sides. And then it comes with cornbread and biscuits. And you set the time you want to pick it up. And then you just you pay through the app. And so we, as soon as we got to Meridian, we pulled off the interstate. We went to Cracker Barrel. Now, they were covered up with people. Well, and yeah. I mean, it was really busy. But... 
anyway, they, they like boxed up everything. Everything was warm. And then we took it to Martha's and that's what we had for lunch. It was, so it was a nice way to have a home cooked meal without anybody having to cook, you know? Yes. Yes. Which is the very best kind of yes. home cooked meal, I think. Yes. So anyway, so we did that and had Christmas with them. And then we went to see my daddy because he's going to be in Memphis with my brother and my sister-in-law Janie this Christmas and their boys. And so um, we went over to his house and stayed, actually played basketball. So we watched the basketball game and had Christmas with him. And then we came back like that day. So, okay. Anyway, so we kind of had, we had quick Christmas with the extended family, but we'll be here this week and Suzanne and Barry will be here this week. And yeah. then Beck, my older nephew, is actually coming through town on his way back to Memphis. So um, we'll get to see him tomorrow night. So we're just, we're just having a lot of, of, we're having Christmas in intervals is what we're doing. Okay. All right. Well, I like that. I like yeah. Christmas in intervals. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's good. So we'll be here Christmas day and Suzanne yeah. and Barry will be here Christmas day. This time of year, I love to find gifts that give back. To me, it is a great feeling to shop for the holidays and know that I'm supporting a company with an amazing mission, and that is why I love Thrive Cosmetics. Right now, you can give gifts that give back with 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There's no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. They're certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. I love the Brilliant Eye Brightener. To me, especially this time of year when I've got parties and different things I'm going to, it is the easiest way to apply eye makeup because I am not an expert. It's a cream to powder highlighter. It brightens, it opens your eyes, it can give you a great smoky eye if you want that, and it's foolproof. To me, it's an eyeshadow and a highlighter, and it's super easy to apply and to blend, and it's got some great metallic shades if you want a little bit of shimmer. I love it. My other new favorite from Thrive Cosmetics is their Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint. It deeply hydrates, which is so important this time of year. With just a hint of a tint, it applies evenly, it lasts for up to six hours, it glides on smoothly, You don't need a mirror to apply it, which I love, and it comes in six universally flattering shades that kind of become your own as you put them on. Thrive also has a bigger than beauty mission. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country that support numerous causes. Celebrate the season of giving and try Thrive Cosmetics today. Right now, you can get up to 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash bigboo. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash bigboo to start shopping for their holiday sets. And we still haven't decided what we're going to eat. What are y'all going to eat? You know what? to get ideas. I I don't know. I don't okay. know yet. Um, we're we're in a, in fact I was because Perry was gone all weekend and so I hadn't really thought about it and like all things it snuck up on me till I was like oh that's this weekend. That's I Christmas. know. And you know um, how I feel about a grocery store at the last minute because of yes, managers. And that's so it. I really I, I need to get organized in that part of my life, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No, I'm. It's going to be super cold here. Like that's Same one here. thing. Like it's. I mean, it is going to be like bone chilling cold. And so I just want to say this, by, by the way, as a salute to Perry Shankle, because it's going down here to like seven or uh-huh. 11, like crazy low. Yeah. I ordered this morning, I ordered 
um, these like socks, but insulated socks to put on our outdoor faucets. And I, I, listen, I felt the nod and the affirmation from Perry Shankel as I did it. Now, we only have two outdoor faucets. I got four because I thought, you know what? I may need to double up. I think, I think Perry would say double up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, for, he for sure would, Uh because let me tell you, this has already been a thing because what we've got to figure out, which I need to call honey after this podcast, because Caroline's place in college station, it's going to get so cold and they turned the heat off, you know, but I'm like, Oh, we got to figure that situation out for sure. You can't mess with busted pipes. Oh. No, and Perry's already coming home today. And when I said, "What? What are your plans?" and he's like, "Well, I got to get the house ready for the freeze. I got to get the house." So it's gonna. We're gonna oh, be on yeah. like level stun yeah. here, getting the house alert for, uh-huh. mm-hmm, for the freeze. Well, you know, we're usually pretty laid back around here about everything, but yeah. Um, even David today was like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta wrap that up. We gotta, we gotta get that handled because it's just unusually cold." And I'm saying, I'm like, "Well, how does the cold affect the menu? Does it affect the menu? Do mm-hmm. they, what, yeah. what feels like it would be the most comforting?" So I wondered if you were gonna maybe do like crawfish etouffee or something like that. Well, that's kind of in the past. I feel like I've always either done etouffee or gumbo for Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of because. You know, I do Christmas, we do breakfast casserole and then we do cinnamon rolls and then we kind of snack. And then I just like to have something because if I do etouffee or gumbo, I'll have made it the day before. So like we just heat it up. Um, So I'm not in the kitchen. So that is kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I would probably do etouffee. Um, That's probably the direction we're going to go. If I I had to guess, I think that's what my people will pick. and it's good. Like that that's a good and I do like it cuz I can make it, you know, Christmas Eve and then we can have it. And then Christmas Eve we'll go over to Mimi and Bob's house and they're doing tamales and and all that. But then part of me was like if we weren't doing that, I have this recipe that's really good and I've only made it a couple of times but it's delicious, but it's cheese enchiladas and part of me thought I would love to make a big tray of like cheese enchiladas and like beans and Yum. that whole thing. I know. Okay, that just made my um, mouth water. Will you send me that yeah, recipe? I will send you the recipe. Yes, it's really good. And so that sounds delicious. And you know, yeah, this is going to be one of the strangest sentences I have ever uttered. I love to cook beans. I, <laughs> I, I do. Beans. I love to cook beans. I uh-huh. love like I love chopping the stuff that's going to go in the beans. I love getting all that stuff like really soft and translucent and good and then taking it out and then letting the beans set. I like that whole process. It is uh-huh. so comforting to me. I love the way it comes together at the end. Like there is just, there's just not much better to me than some really great well-seasoned beans, dried beans that you've doctored and cornbread or yes. biscuits or something like that. It To me, it's just comfort in a bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Cause like my people don't, well, Perry does not like red beans and rice, but like, if David I could doesn't do, either. I can yeah. eat it all the time. Same. And I'm like, I don't understand. It's fine. I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. everybody's got their quirks, but I'm just like, I, I would make that like, that would be my Christmas yeah. Eve deal would be red beans and rice, but nobody wants that. So, okay. I think this um, is a great idea because I can make pinto beans, could do mm -hmm. the enchiladas ahead of time. Yeah. And, and then, um, 
I don't know. We could do a salad. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm like, you could do some direction. You could do some guacamole. You could do yeah. some rice. That sounds um, so good. And Alex loves cheese enchiladas. Yeah. I'm trying to send you this recipe right now. I don't know. Okay. It's telling me it's downloading. I don't, I don't understand why it's on my phone. I don't know what's going on. It's very windy here today <laughs> and cold. So that's you're probably, having, you're having issues with things. Yeah, I know. Listen. Um, yeah, but that to me, so, but we're, like I said, we're doing Mexican food on Friday night. So I feel like I can, or Saturday nights. So I feel like I can't do it, but I do want to make those cheese enchiladas at some point while it's cold, because that just feels so comforty to me. Okay. That sounds like you've been, this has been helpful. Thank you. Okay. I'm so glad. I'm mm -hmm. so glad that I could be of some assistance. All right. So, One last thing I wanted to mention, and I, I really thought long and hard about whether or not I wanted to mention this because there's a part of me that is a little embarrassed that I did this. Yes. But so last year when the first season of White Lotus came out, I watched it and I don't even yeah. know if I mentioned it on the podcast because listen, it's, you talk about, it's a show for adults, right? Okay. Like it's, <laughs> Yeah, this is woo, uh -huh. uh, just in terms of things, in terms of things that happen, in terms of things uh -huh. people do. Like, it's just, it's a show for adults. But I thought it was really good. And so when I saw that the second season of White Lotus was coming out and it's on HBO Max, I actually downloaded a few episodes for, on my iPad to watch on the plane when we went on our trip a couple of weeks ago, but then I never did. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. yesterday it was cold and it was you know it was gray outside and I thought I I feel like what's going to happen today is I'm going to start season two of White Lotus like it just it felt like a TV day you know I'd watch some mm, basketball yeah yeah kind of thing but I think I'm gonna ease into some television I watched the whole season in oh, one sitting okay episodes. I was up late I uh -huh. mean I watched the whole season it is not for children. It's not going to be for some adults. <laughs> I had to fast forward a couple of times in terms mm -hmm. of like, you know, but yeah. so there were a couple of places I fast forwarded, but um, man, it is a great, great season of television. Okay. If you are not sensitive to language and, a, okay. and adult situations. Okay. Well, I... You know, I texted you the other day to ask because I felt like everybody was talking about season two and I never felt like season one had that same buzz. So I was like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? And I have not watched yet, but I was curious. Yeah. Um, well, listen, you don't have to watch season one to watch season two. Of course, they're independent of each other. Yeah. But oh, my gosh. And you talk about something that will mess with your sleep. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I mean, that's my fault for watching. Uh -huh. that. It's like when I watched most of the season one of Mad Men in one sitting and I just had yeah. the strangest dreams. Same thing with White Lotus. But golly, it is not an optimistic view of the world necessarily. But okay. it, I just it's been a long time since I found myself in a place with a with a show mm -hmm. where I was just like, oh, they're like whether or not I watch the next one, it's not even a choice. Like it's just. Okay. All right. It's good so good. And Jennifer Coolidge is so stinking brilliant. I just, I mean, she was great in, in season one, but uh -huh. listen, she, she is even better in season two. It's just, okay. again, it's not for the children. It's not for a sensitive viewer. Yes. Um, there is nudity. There is sex. Okay. There is foul language. There are, many compromising situations and adult okay. themes, but it's a great television show. 
Okay. So proceed with caution. Yeah. Proceed I don't know if I made caution. that clear, but yes, no, that's good. I know I watched, I will say while I was wrapping presents, I have watched some of the Netflix Christmas movies and I'm just going to say, I can't, I'm so um, number mm. one, it, it, I'm going to say that all, all of them feature a mom who has died. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like it's all a little girl and then the dad starts dating somebody or somebody comes into their life and she's wonderful and all this stuff. And I'm just, I, once you watch one of them, I can't, I'm not a Hallmark Christmas movie, Netflix Christmas movie kind of person. Either. So I'm not either. But you know what starts Wednesday? Wednesday. Emily. Oh, Emily in Perry. Uh-huh. It's, but she's back, <laughs> everyone. She's back. I cannot Listen. wait. I cannot Oh yeah. wait! I'll be, I'll be I watching. I hate that, that for show, sure. and I love it so much. I, I know, hate it and I love it's, it. It's it's the dumbest and the worst, and yet and I will the best. watch it. And the best. Now, Caroline has been watching Wednesday, which is the Wednesday oh, yeah. Adams, and she says it's really good. She has enjoyed that, um, and said she thinks I would like it. So I may watch that at some point. Um, and I know that y'all are all wanting us to talk about Harry and Meghan, and I have watched it. And I know that Sophie has all, have you watched all six at this no, point? No, I've watched five. Okay. So we're going to talk about it a little bit on Patreon, but y'all, Harry and Meghan are so polarizing that 50% of y'all aren't going to be happy with our thoughts on it. Um, I know. And, and, and listen, I really am. I was thinking about it yesterday. I am such an, I mean, like. I have different thoughts about different things, but in general, I'm such a nine about it, you know, like I, but, but I, I'm surprised afresh every time I see somebody mention it on social media with just how polarizing it is. Yeah. So it's not easy to talk about because people have, have established opinions they're bringing to the table. And so it's kind of like if we said, um, on this episode of the podcast, we would like to talk about the midterm elections. Like, yeah, it, it's the same energy comes in. And it just, it, so it's overwhelming to me to talk about it because it feels yeah. like you can't win. So, yeah. yeah. Or it feels I like think- you just, you can't even. You can't even have a conversation. So no, it just it just feels like I will say this. I think the documentary, I think it was beautifully filmed. I think it's got some great like pictures in it and little tidbits and all that kind of stuff. Really, more than anything, I thought it was kind of a snooze fest by and large. It it um, does it there are some places where you you think maybe just maybe not quite so much of this. Yeah. But again, yeah. I haven't finished it. And I will say, I think of all the episodes, I found episode five the most compelling of all the ones that I've, and maybe that's just because I, I, I knew a lot of what they talked about in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. So I found episode five, the most compelling in terms of, uh, of them trying to explain more recent events. I also yeah. have some thoughts about how I think it overlaps. I won't get into it now, but how it yeah. overlaps interestingly with this most recent season of the crown, but I, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. I'm going to say that my takeaway from the whole thing. Okay. Is this going to make me uncomfortable? The, is this going to make me uncomfortable? It's not. No, okay. it is not. I'm, okay. It's not. My takeaway from the whole thing. Here's the one thing that I'm sure of after watching the whole thing, because I'm very, I have, I'm very skeptical about a lot of things, but here's the one thing that I'm sure of. I think Tyler Perry is a lovely person with a really good heart. Oh, that's what I think. I think I he's do. a lovely person with a really good heart. I think he is. And mm-hmm. I, whether, whether that, pays off. I mean, not pays off, but whether he was right in that, but I think I was like, you know what, Tyler Perry, you're a good person with a good heart. Yeah. And so 
good, good for you because an act of kindness, even if it turns out to be whatever is still an act of kindness. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah. That was my, that was my overall takeaway at the end. That did not make me uncomfortable. No, I knew it wouldn't. <laughs> That's why I felt like I could say it. Uh, oh <laughs> gosh. Okay. Your is boundaries. It is I it... respected your boundaries. Thank you. Thank you. Is uh-huh. it time for five favorites? Is time for five favorites. Delightful. And speaking of boundaries, my first thing (laughs) is look at that transition. Listen, my face is red from the the hairy and magic. You were so so nervous. You were so. I have dreaded it. I have, y'all, for two weeks, I have dreaded that we would mention it. Oh, she really has. The polarizing, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And here's my thing. If you want to know what I think, slide into my DMs and ask me. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to put Sophie through it. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to do it to her. Um, so, okay. My first thing is the no boundaries, cozy men's hoodie from Walmart. Listen, y'all, you remember last year, I loved that Gap men's hoodie was so yes. good. They yes. make the best hoodie for the men because they're oversized. It's like a boyfriend hoodie, you know, yes. it's like a sweatshirt that you stole from your boyfriend. But this one is super soft. It really is so cozy. I love that it has a longer length. I got it in a medium because I wanted it to be long and oversized. I've worn it as loungewear. I've worn it over my workout clothes. I've thrown it on with jeans. It is just the perfect soft layer. I love it so much. And it's $25. It is $25. Yeah. I really like this burgundy Heather. Again, yeah. it's, it's a maroon adjacent color. So. That's it. You could wear it to a state basketball game mm-hmm. or a baseball game and it would work. It's really good. I'm just going to say it's it's really good. I like it a lot. If you are in the market for a soft hoodie, it's a good one. Okay. Um, I wish it came in black. That's the only other thing I'll say. Alrighty. Um, my next thing is something that I got this actually in a FabFitFun box. What? Do you know uh, about this? Yes. No. I, okay. You tell it. And then I'll tell you my part of this. Okay. I got this in a FabFitFun box and I had kind of just pushed it to the side and I had never really used it. And then I've run out of my Joe Malone perfume that I like to use. And so I found this the other day because I have a little thing and I used it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this. And it's Riddle Oil um, and it's like a perfume roll-on fragrance Um, And it's the original smell, but I love it. It just smells like supposedly it's supposed to react with whatever your pheromones are or whatever, where it kind of creates, it smells unique on you. Um, And it says like amber musk, but it really just smells like fresh and clean and not super perfumey, which is what I love. Um, And I've worn it all week and I really am enjoying it. Okay. So same exact thing. I ran out of my normal perfume. I have a drawer in my bathroom that's like trial size things, travel things, or Mm -hmm. things that I got like from FabFitFun or wherever that I haven't used yet. And I pulled this out 
And I remembered that I had smelled it before and I liked it and I've been wearing it. And look at us. But it didn't dawn on me when I saw your list that that's what this was. Yeah, it does. It smells so good. I wore it to Mm -hmm. Mississippi this past weekend. Like it just smells clean. Yes. But a little bit masculine, but not. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Me too. Me too. It's good. I'll buy it again when this is gone because I really am liking it. And I love my Joe Malone, but I do think the Joe Malone doesn't last. And this at the end of the day, I'm like, it still smells like you still smell it. Yes. But it's not overwhelming. It's just the perfect amount of scent. Yeah, I agree. I love it. That's a great one. Okay. So, and then the next thing, so we always like to have puzzles to do over um, the break. And when I say we, mainly me, but Caroline also will jump in and do a puzzle with me while we watch movies or whatever. And so I usually do the White Mountain puzzles, but we've done a ton of those. And so I looked on Amazon, I was looking for puzzles and Janet Hill, who is one of my favorite artists, I have some of her work in my house. She has it on Etsy and an Etsy shop. She just kind of does these real quirky retro type paintings, but she's got jigsaw puzzles. Um, I remember when you loved the Janet Hill prints, like back in when we would blog all the time, you love yes. the Janet Hill prints. I still love them. I think they're so cute and so quirky. And so I ordered one of her puzzles to do for the holidays for one of our puzzles. And I thought that was so fun that she does puzzles. So if you're looking for one, they're cute, they're colorful, which is like my requirement in a puzzle. Um, so anyway, that's one of our puzzles we're going to be doing this. Okay. Christmas. I love it. It's darling. Yeah. So, and then the next thing, I'm real sad because I love these and it looks like they're sold out in every color, but the red, but I will tell you, get the red because um, they're on clearance. They're $21, but they are the universal thread. They're waffle knit jogger pants from Target. They're so cute. You know how I love a waffle knit. I just think it's the softest, coziest. It's a great weight. I feel like they feel warm, but they aren't heavy. The jogger pant makes me feel like I can wear them out of the house if I want to with a sweat with my no boundaries hoodie if I want to. Um, they're true to size. I have I, I have them in the small and they just, I don't know, I just love them. They're just a great, if you need some sort of waffle knit jogger type thing. And maybe in the stores, they still have them in the other colors, but I think the red's super cute too. So. Well, on mine, it shows if you get extra small, small or double XL, you have a, you still have some color selection. Oh, good. It's okay. just the medium, the large and the extra large are down to just red. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing like the gray maybe looks like has a couple. So anyway, there's some options, but they're on sale. They're really cute. They fit really cute and I have loved them. So, um, and then my last thing is I was looking, we have some different throw blankets and ours were, we had a couple that were looking a little ratty. It kind of felt like it was time to replace them. Yes. And so I found this at Target. It's Threshold brand, but it's the Ruched Faux Rabbit Fur Throw Blanket. And it is the softest. It's pretty. It's got like kind of some ruching in it. So it's a little bit textured looking. It's just a really good little blanket. It's $30. Um, It comes in cream and it also comes in a neutral. And anyway, I'm just a big fan if you were looking for a cute blanket. It would also make a great little Christmas gift for somebody. Although at this point, I don't think you could get it before Christmas. Um. But if you go into the store, they may have yeah, it. Like, listen, the cream one is available at my Target within two hours. Okay, so. we'll see. There you go. Mm-hmm. That is so cute. I love that. It's cute. It's a mm-hmm. great little throw. It just, and it looks nice. You know, I like a throw that if you leave it on the couch, um, it still looks nice. So it's a good one. 
Okay, those are great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I like that we were on the same page with the riddle oil. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is funny. We didn't even know. I had no idea. But I I agree. It It smells great. Yeah. It's like we've been friends for 15 years. It really is. It really (laughs) is. Well, y'all, we hope you have the merriest Christmas. We hope that you have tons of time with the people that you love and who love you. And We'll actually be back next week, although I don't know if many of y'all will be, but we'll yeah. we'll still be here for sure. Yeah, we will. Yeah, mm-hmm. we will. So Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you have a great one. Merry Christmas, y'all. Bye. Bye.